You're saying we're never going to lose a game for the rest of the season. Yeah. I took my lad to Leeds. We're second. We're on the same amount of points. It's just that they've scored more goals than us. You know, we're in a good position, but, I mean, it would have been better maybe if we did get a draw. It is um, a horrific result as far as where I think all us Leeds fans we want to be in in the context of the league this year. I don't think this is... It felt very um, West Brom away. This game, in the sense of we all got really hyped up. I mean, the atmosphere all day Saturday was full of anxiety, but excitement and Leeds fans, you know, across the world on social media sharing thoughts and excitement and having a laugh. It was like that at Ellen Road itself, pre the game. It hit home really hard, I think, more for the fans when that first goal went in. I think it, it was weird. It was like, if anything, I would have put money on happening at Ellen Road against Norwich. It was it to be an absolute cauldron for 90 minutes plus. But that goal just really seemed to like almost like wind the Leeds fans and the atmosphere dropped. And, and actually, I think Leeds in that first half against Norwich, we, we were great. We yeah. played really well, except uh, I'd, I'll name the three players who I don't, and one of them's really obvious, but uh, I think um, it was possibly the worst game of football I've seen Pablo have under Bielsa. I don't mm. think he, you know, from passing, uh, where he was on the pitch, the way, and, you know, it might be credit to Norwich, although I thought we were the well, better team in that first half. Sorry, well, go on. Well, to be fair, did you, well, you did... He did tell Bielsa to bring him off against Rotherham, so he may have like picked up a little injury. I, so I he may there not have been playing to yeah, his the, full potential. I I haven't actually picked anything up on on the social medias about it, but there's obviously something wrong with Pablo. Like I say, this is this is his worst performance I think I've seen under Bielsa. I thought Ailing was extremely poor, and actually before the game, when when you you know trying to predict the teams, you always I I personally find it really hard to for such a big game, take Shackleton out of that position when I was doing it, but I kind of leaned more towards, you know, the wise head of Ailing. He didn't, didn't have a good well. game at all. And, um, you know, both technically, I think physically and, and um, you know, mentally, I think I think he, there was just bad decisions made by both Pablo and, and Ailing. And then, you know, the, the one that really sticks out and we don't want to hammer, you know, an individual too much, but again playing in that role for sure was just sussed out and you know for for the second goal for sure twice decision making was it caught us out and that's that's I, I still don't know what he was doing that far back to be quite honest marking that player for that second goal yeah. uh, but I think before that there was that moment where it didn't feel like he was under pressure and it, it got taken out first goal Pontus uh, ridiculous mate just why would you do that? Yeah, Cooper had him as well because Cooper was yeah. man on man with him, there, and there was no need for Pontus to just come flying in. I, I think from he, you've got to go down the side of him, yeah. you know, like go down the left side of him. So if he does beat Coops, you're there to take him wide. 
and I know it's easier said than done when you're a fan on the side, but for me that seemed re- a real schoolboy error. And, you know, I think what you've got to give to Norwich, certainly in that first half, we were the better team. But, again, that issue which I think in 2019 is certainly... And actually, since the whole game, Hull at home, I think um, the most consistent problem we've got is this final third and being able to bang it in the back of the net. We've had a great first half of the season with Roof, and he's been absolutely fantastic and on fire. And actually, I thought he had a good game yesterday, other than his clinical finishing. Well, he did lose his head a little bit. Yeah, he lost his head, but that's frustration. I actually quite liked seeing. At least you know these guys care. You know, mm. he, he too much reliance on him for the second half of the season. That's showing we can't rely on him. You know, obviously Bamford's injured again. I, I, I think to put this in into uh, uh, the Norwich game itself, it's very much like West Brom. It, it's seen as we, we are short. You've got to remember this is a um, this is still this is a Thomas Bottom team. Um, but with an amazing manager. And, and I think what's quite interesting is there are similarities between Norwich and Leeds in the sense of they've gone out and bought, but there's a great mixture of, of buys and also youth in there. And it just seems like Norwich are at a better level than us right now. Probably will be now for the rest of the season because they've had their bad period. I mean, going into this game, I think they'd won one game in six. Yeah. They did. And therefore, you know, I think on form, essentially, we were we were very close, but I think we should have possibly been looked like the better team. You certainly saw that in the odds before the game. And yeah, it's it turns out they're a better team than us. And I think, again, let, let's a bit of a, a clarity uh, piece here. This is a youth team mixed in with the team from last year. There aren't any real significant signings that have been brought in to make this team much different other than Bielsa. Bielsa has made these players play so much at a higher level than possibly is is their realistic, consistent uh, level. And I think that's what's happening now. These guys are falling into uh, the second half of the season. You know, it's no, no coincidence this has started to fall a Apart uh, uh, a little, in actually, do you know what? It's not falling apart. We've still got this, and I'm going to go through something that I think is really interesting to level it off um, in, in a bit. That it's not falling apart. I mean, do you think it's falling apart right now? No, we must be doing something right. I mean, we're in the top two. I think the first half of the season is is really paid off for that. Yeah. You know, now we're going to go into a horrific run soon. Um, of, of fixtures and when I say horrific run I think it's it's probably the teams that are going to test us the most that we're about to go into and that was starting this weekend the clarity of where we are this team we haven't brought anyone in to challenge the likes of Roof and you know you might say Bamford yeah but we, we know from history Bamford is injury prone so when you've got that you've got to think who else can we bring in um, I thought Tyler Roberts by the way Played brilliantly. Fantastic. I I was really surprised when he got brought off. He certainly, in the last few games, looked like a bit of a game changer for us. 
not as a striker, but in that offensive free that sit behind the striker. I was really surprised we took him off. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I, think I didn't that, get it really. That. I think that's probably one of the main reasons why we ended up like conceding uh, another because. I mean Tyler Roberts there he just he was tracking back and mm. he was getting up for like that still gets me that Tim Krull thing in the first half where he jumped into him I reckon that should be a red well but even though yeah yeah it wasn't last man but still though he, he took him out really injured I mean he took him out I think a yellow card I, I actually thought all in all the referee had a good game yesterday I actually thought he was good. I don't think uh, I, there wasn't, you know, obviously there's always going to be decisions made where you go, oh, no, referee, what are you doing? There's the, I think as a whole, he played okay and got most things right. Um, I'd love to see, knowing that Tim Cruel was on a yellow and then to go in and lean in with the head on Bamford post-whistle, but it's on the pitch, therefore the referee didn't see it, so he didn't make a decision. So I think that needs reviewed. Um, yeah. You know, I, I feel a bit of a, a grass in, in all instances saying it, but hell, there's no much more than a grass. And it was great that Leeds were singing that at the Norwich fans yesterday uh, about, you know, put it in a letter. You know, if we're going to be all in this world, I think certainly Tim Krull, that needs reviewed. He went in with his head on the pitch. Referee didn't see it, so no decisions being made on that. I think, you know, I'd like to see in the, the all fairness of the game that's getting thrown at us recently that he that is looked at. Um, yeah, like going back, I, I actually thought Tyler Roberts played really well. Amazed he came off, and I actually thought Harrison coming off. Uh, there was a few times where I don't know what if it was his boots or whatever, or maybe it's just a picture. Ellen Road just not complimenting his style of play. Did you know it's like it's almost like the ball got caught under his feet loads of times, yeah. as if he was going too far ahead of it. But having said that, I, I would argue that Harrison has been one of our better players this year. You know, he's yeah. come back, got in the team, and, and I think he's playing really well. Again, I, I'm I'm not sure whether those, those two substitute decisions were ever going to make that much of a difference for us. I was kind of more up for a, a change in, in the midfield and, you know, bringing, bringing off... Um, well, I, I would have brought on Phillips, so to go play where Forshaw was and actually get Forshaw and click on him push click into that number 10 role and I would have stuck with with Harrison out on the wing and, and put Tyler out on the wing you know to cut in um I would have I would have probably have preferred something like that might have been a bit more impactful I think the Jack Clark it wasn't a game for him that yeah, I I just uh, didn't look good I thought that was a game where he, he would have had to have pulled something we in that second half I was saying at half time was that for us to even get a draw at that point, we needed Leeds to perform almost to levels that they hadn't already. Like we really needed to, you know, better than Villa, better than the Blackburn game, better than any the Derby game. We needed because of who the opposition was to actually perform beyond um any level we had ever before and therefore i think to bring on someone like jack clark in in that moment is uh i, I don't know it's just i want to say, it's not naive because bielsa knows what he's doing and i wouldn't i can't argue with his starting 11 i i, I think we're all taken aback by phillips not being in midfield at the time but you know in bielsa you trust there's a lot of people flagged up the issues with this number 10 role like you know pablo 
it's not quite his position. I disagree. I just think there's something not quite right with him at the moment. I bet, and I, when I bet you it's an injury. I bet there's an injury issue with him, a fit of some kind of fitness issue with him. Um, I think he can play there. I mean, it depends on who we've got either side of him. And, you know, I think we're going to come on to it in a minute with regards to um, what's happened in January uh, as far as incomings and outgoings are going. But this was, again, a a West Brom away type game for me where we had it rammed down our throats hard because of the noise we were making going into it, which was wonderful, by the way. Uh, You know, the hype up to the game I really enjoyed, which I think makes the result even more gutting for us this time. But I think it's a reality check. We are just not that good uh, a squad uh, to take us through this type of season in this type of league and be able to compete to the bitter end with the likes of uh, this Norwich team that, uh, you know, the bamboozling thing about that is theoretically they shouldn't be any better than us. But hey, look, reality is they are, as they showed us yesterday. And also West Brom on, on that day just showed us actually they've probably got more in the locker and they probably, you know, other than that mad result against Borough, uh, yesterday, that lost 3-2, they look like they, they've got it in them to push forward, as do Borough. And I think what it comes down to here is is for where we want Leeds to be and how they want to perform, I think there's only one in recent time in the last, I mean, 15 years, decade, I could kind of identify for what Leeds fans want and for us to perform, i.e. get promoted from the Championship, go into the Premiership and compete the the only one I can see is is that current Wolves setup, and if you look at that current Wolves setup, the way they did it is almost like no other Championship side has done before in the in the investment in a great coach. Leeds have done that. We've imitated them with that, but then also the investment in the squad and the, and the, these world-class type players or potential world-class type players that Premier League teams wanted as well by bringing them in, we, we've fallen very short of that. Ort has brought in some good championship players, but so have other teams. Norwich have brought in good championship players. and. Yeah. Yeah, Villa, um, Tabby Abraham. I mean, you know, really good championship players, and look where they are. So it just shows you, unless you do, if for what we want from Leeds in the style we want to do it, um, and and then I'm thinking into the future of where we're in the Premiership. The model we're 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 doing right now is never going to get us there, and therefore that is why we are where we are. That isn't a complaint, by the way, because what what Wolves did was. In, in, inject huge amounts of revenue into that club um, that had never been seen before uh, by anyone in a championship. But you know that investment came uh, out of nowhere and very clever on how they did it when you look at the business model. But um, that's the reality. So therefore, if you go back to the reality of where we are, we're buying good championship players, but so is everyone else and, and some better. But then we have this Bielsa, who can get the most, can get most and more out of these players, and I think that's why we are where we are and why we find ourselves playing how we are right now. Do you want to get the uh, fixtures up? 
Uh, I, I just want to tell you, if, if you imagine we play like we did against Norwich, so therefore we do this high possession game where we look like the better team for a good 45 minutes, but actually don't um, score from that, and then have as poor a second half as we did because these teams are high-level performers in the championship and will give us a good 45. So if you but say a minimum, we we don't do enough uh, in the final third. We have lots of possession. Next game, Borough, we're going to lose. No points. Swansea, we're going to lose. No points. QPR away, no points. We'll lose there. Bolton at home, three points. Yeah? Then we go West Brom at home. There'll be no points there. Bristol away, no points. Reading away, I think we'll get a point, so we'll be on four. Sheffield United at home will lose, so we've only got four points. Millwall at home, I think we'll beat them, so that'll put us on to seven points. Birmingham away will probably be a draw, so that's eight points we'll get. I think Preston away will lose, so we're still just on the eight. Sheffield Wednesday at home, I think we'll lose in that case, so we'll still be on the eight. Wigan at home, I think we'll win that, so that'll be 11 points. Brentford away, I think we'll probably get a draw, that'll be 12. Villa at home, loss. And then Ipswich away, that'll be a point. So what I'm saying is we've got 13 points, I reckon we'll realistically take if we played like we did against Norwich. So add that 13 points on, that would take us 70. up to, to 70. I think that will that's very that's easily... That's a playoff position. And what I'd also throw in there is like the Derby game where we looked amazing. I think Bielsa will get us to a point where at least one of those games that I've said we'll lose, I think we will really perform ridiculously well like we did against Derby and there'll be another three points on there. So realistically, and again, think about what I've just said as a formula about what's happened as far as investment in the playing squad's concerned, the first team playing squad, not the under-23s by the way, with what's happened, I think actually we're looking at a playoff, a playoff position, a playoff position, which, looking back over history, is brilliant. You know that is brilliant compared to what has happened in recent time. Monk got us the closest at seventh, and we were all buzzing off that. And we were really disappointed at the end of the year, but actually, if you look at what we've got in front of us and the points we're going to achieve. We are having a really good season year on year. And, you know, that's because of the signing of Bielsa, not because of the activity in the transfer market. Our activity in the transfer market has been really um, average, on average, with everyone else in the championship. So it's actually the, that Bielsa uh, infrastructure that has helped us get where we are. And we, unfortunately, I think we just need to accept when we come up against the Norwich City and now Sheffield United, where they are, Middlesbrough, as they're going, uh, West Brom, and I tell you what, Bristol City are absolutely flying. We're going to get beat by these teams, you know, at home or away. Just because we aren't, uh, as a squad, better than them, we're, we're on a par with them, and at this moment in time, their momentum is much better than ours. Like I say, there will be a flip. There will be a flip to that where we, we, like when we play Derby, we will all of a sudden give someone a real whooping and we'll play him off the park because that's what a Bielsa team can do. But I think realistically, when you look at the environment of where we are, um, 
you know, yesterday was a reality check. It really was a reality check. And, you know, I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of about because we've still got this. I am more than happy to battle it out in those playoffs. More than happy with my team, with this Bielsa team. And that's my point with Bielsa. In a playoff situation, I think that'll be really exciting. Really exciting. I think it'll be a huge test. But I tell you what, if there was anyone I was ever going to trust to get us through a playoff scenario in the history of Leeds in certainly recent time, you know, ever since the night, it's Bielsa. This is what I think for the for the next fixtures, right? Middlesbrough will mm. will get a point. Swansea will get a point. Okay. So two, and against QPR, we'll get another point. Okay. That's an easy win. So six. What's an easy one? No one can see what you're seeing. Bolton. 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 At home, yeah. Yeah, at home, yeah, easy so win. So we're on six, six points. points. Leeds United, West Brom. I reckon a point. Okay. Bristol City, point. Against Reading, we'll get a point, so nine. I reckon we'll get a win against Sheffield United. Really? Right, okay. So we'll be on 12. One against Millwall, 15. Against Birmingham, a draw, 16. Um, Against Preston, yeah, 17 points, we'll get a draw. And against Sheffield Wednesday, a draw. So 18, is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 18. Then against Wigan, that's a win, so 21. Mm-hmm. Um, then against Brentford, a draw. Against Villa, mm, a draw. Against Ipswich, a win, 26. So you think 26 points. Yeah. And that's uh, because, remember, I put mine into context of if we play like we did against Norwich in all the remainder yeah. of the games, that's what I, I thought. You think that. That will go unbeaten if we play like we did against Norwich. No, no, no. All right, I'm so not that, thinking against Norwich just in general. So that's what you actually think will happen. Yeah. Because, you know, you're going with it that we're going to learn from the Norwich game and move forward. Yeah. So, I mean, that's essentially what you've got is going up automatically with all those. You're saying we're never going to lose a game for the rest of the season. I don't think we will. Right, no, great. I mean, I mean mate, I hope you are right. Um, and But my point, what I was trying to make is even if we play like we did against Norwich for the rest of this season, I think we're going to, you know, we're in those playoffs. No, you're still going for automatically promotion. God, I hope, I, you know, I really hope we do. Uh, I mean, I really hope we do. And, you know, I, I I actually quite like the idea of going away to Middlesbrough because I think what a great way if you get, if we are going to be champions or, or we are going to go up automatically at least, we need to come back from games like Norwich and performance and outperform um, at, like we have on many occasion and go out there in Middlesbrough. It's got all the makings of a real good, let's go and turn them over. You know, that's an exciting game. I'm in on that. But my point, what I was trying to make, wasn't doom and gloom. It was actually a positive one. Although it sounds doom and gloom when you go, we'll lose, we'll lose, we'll lose. But even if we do, we're going to be we're going to be playing for the playoffs. We're, this is, this is a, a great season. And... Man, can you imagine how exciting it'll be at Wembley playing against Middlesbrough? Well, or Sheffield United. To be honest, I probably it would be brilliant. Well, to be honest, I'd probably be watching it in hospital because in the first round I'd be having a heart attack. Well, yeah. <laughs> in the first minutes I'd be like, uh, oh god. Yeah. But if the other team were having an attack, it, I'd be like, oh. It would. It but it would be an amazing day. And like I say, I think having Bielsa, that's where having Bielsa would really pay off. Back to Norwich to conclude that shocking second half. I think Tim Krul needs looked at by the FA. Final third is 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 a is not good enough. And 
know, this is where we move on to now. Changes to the squad first team. What would you do? Keep Casillas in goal because I, I think I think he's done good. I, I, that... don't, I don't think we can measure. Yeah, on him. Yeah. I, I, you know, don't get me wrong. Two I don't games think. Home, but... Yeah, I don't think he's done anything wrong in, yeah. in that. And um, uh, you know, there was that great save we saw over and over again at Rotherham. But um, I mean, that was Rotherham. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I don't know. I've, I'm measured on him. I, I can't say if I think he's got a much bigger presence, hasn't he? Than yeah, he's huge. He's much bigger presence than Bailey Peacock. But I wouldn't at this moment in time. I think it'd be unfair on either of them to say are they better than each other. But yeah, so he starts. So yeah, Casillas goal, and I'd I'd keep Cooper and Janssen at the back, and I think Alioski he's good at left mm. back, but I'd like to see Barry Douglas come back really into that role. Mm. I, 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 I'd like to see a good Barry Douglas come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he came on and did anything great yesterday. Yeah, but then so maybe keep Alioski there, mm. right back Shackleton. Because I think really? Ailing just Ailing doesn't doubt. look up for it. Okay. Doesn't look up for it. And CDM, well, Calvin Phillips, I think that's a mistake mm. where we went yesterday. Because, like, we were doing all the long balls. But, I mean, Phillips, he can he can do a long ball mm. and, and get it to someone. Unlike, like, Forshaw, he can't. I don't think he has the, like, the, the style of Phillips to do it. Click and uh, Roberts in front mm-hmm. of him. Because I think I think Roberts did amazing in that uh, centre mid role. In the number ten role. Yeah, the number ten. So that's kind of like what. So Forshaw's lost his place basically to Phillips, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Left left wing, Jack Clark maybe. You'd you'd go back to start Clark. Hashtag start Clark. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. getting back onto that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Start him there. Then at right mid, maybe bring in Kimar Roof there. Ooh. Let's see in, where you're going with this. Bring in Roof. And then put Patrick Bamford up top. Bamford starts. So I mean, essentially, there's there's one, two. You you've made four big changes there. Shaq's in at right back. Felix getting back in at CDM. Clark on the left, or you know, flipping with Roof or that yeah that Roof Roberts Clark combo behind Bamford. I mean, a lot of that makes sense. It's um, I think I would love for the Pablo Hernandez scenario to get sorted out, whether it's an injury or not, and that means we might lose him for the Borough game. In fact, if I was going to put money on it, I think he probably won't be at the Borough game. It'd be amazing if he was. I mean, I, I think that the big thing here is Phillips in Bamford in, isn't it? Yeah. And um, the reason we want Bamford is because we are kind of seeing him as a bit of a solution for banging in the goals that, like, say, Roof isn't. Yeah. Um, header from a corner. Yeah. You know, just things like that makes a huge difference, doesn't it? We were saying uh, during yesterday's game, when was the last time you saw a score from a corner? You know, there's not been many. There's you know, Villa. Cor- corners as a Villa. I don't know. It's, it has just felt that we are lacking from set pieces and stuff. It would be hard not to surely start Bamford. You yeah. know, just knowing what... Just because you know what our issues are, which is in that final third. We've got a guy up front who will work his socks off for us, but we just can't score right now. Um, not consistently, anyway. So if we are wanting to you know, get the hoodoo off our backs, then, hey, what better than playing Bamford against his old club Middlesbrough, eh? Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that, that's got, like I said before, the, the worst-case scenario, I feel like we're getting a playoffs, which I believe Bielsa team in a playoff mechanic is is something that really excites me you know I'm, I'm sensing Wembley in, in, in those yeah, walls because it's like I mean 
with the playoffs, there's like a like a kind of a bit of a break as well mm. between it to get mm. fitness up. Yeah, I mean, because after the season, they're all going to be shattered. But then they have about what one or two weeks, mm. and then they've got the playoff first leg. Mm-hmm. Remember when they play that, they've probably got like another week. Yeah, but no, what it is, it's, I think it's like three days, that three gap days. there. But I mean, you know, you get a bit of a break to build up for that. Yeah. So there's no reason why not then a break for the final, like you say. But that's worst case scenario. We've still got this. We've, In fact, I think the title of this podcast should be We've Still Got This. <laughs> as, as guttering as it is to lose how we did yesterday, we're still in there. And like I say, I think with worst case scenario, if we played like we did, throwing a, a rogue, amazing performance, Derby esque, I think we, we we have absolute. We're in the playoffs, and a Bielsa playoff team, everyone will be scared of us. I find the transfer window that has just gone really interesting. So we've bought this keeper, which you know, no matter how good he turns out to be, that that was some. Some signing by Ortiz to persuade the Real Madrid Champions League winning um, keeper to come sign for Leeds United in the coldest week. Of, well, no, actually, I think it was a week before, but you know, I'm sure it wasn't looking too great out there by Weatherby. Um, I think that was amazing. But going back to just essentially what we did in the summer and what we did now, we haven't bought to the level of bringing in players who will tear this league up and will push drivers to promotion. That is 100% a personal level on this, and a lot of people might disagree. People might see Bamford as a guy who did that. But, you know, all those loans that kind of came in, your bakers and that, you know, they didn't come to fruition. And I just think in January, for me, a lot of people were calling for us to sign a number 10. I think the Daniel, the Daniel James... Uh, signing wouldn't have made any difference to yesterday. I really don't. Who would he have come on for? Instead, maybe him instead of Jack Clark, maybe. Or Hernandez. Or Hernandez. Um, but I think he was always going to bring Barry Douglas on in that scenario. So I, I, I don't know if I was really disappointed about the Daniel James thing. I, I, we got pumped for it, didn't we? We thought we were watching video after video and with him scoring on was it the Tuesday night yeah. or Wednesday night? We were like, oh man, we've got to get this guy. And you know, on Swansea, I mean. We, we've obviously got caught up in what is a political mess down at Swansea, but it was really a, a poor, poor effort on their point to, you know, make a demand. What what happened was they made a demand for a certain type of payment. Leeds went, yeah, okay. And then we didn't hear anything until after 11 o'clock, which was too late. And Dan... Is sitting there, the same place we, we all parted when, when uh, we got the third against Blackburn and and realising, oh, okay, I have to go back to Swansea. No, and, you know, no coincidence that, one, he didn't start yesterday for them. And also their chairman resigned yesterday as well. So I think, unfortunately, the Dan James thing just looks like it was all caught up in um, uh, a political issue down with regards to what they're like the farmers down there and what i'm leading to i suppose is it we didn't do great business yeah. in january where we to to guarantee this kind of promotion we were all dreaming of this wolves-esque type push towards the finishing line is uh, yeah we, we weren't good enough in the transfer window off off of you know we needed more players i mean i, I would still argue center back and a striker were, were required and 
I've, I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast and on socials. But why did we let Jermaine Defoe go to Rangers? You know, yeah, he he fitted for me the profile perfectly. If someone who doesn't want to, who couldn't start all the games for us, who if Rangers can afford him, I'm sure he would fit in our wage structure. I don't understand why we weren't getting players like that, and I just wonder if we we are not geared quite right in the recruitment area for the kind of promotion we want and it is it is all on Bielsa's shoulders to get the best out of what we've got which is a decent championship side we're probably you know if we're going to level it out just above mid-table but hopefully this guy's going to get us beyond that and in the playoffs and you know oh my god hopefully and what could happen automatic promotion first or second I absolutely hate the fact about the about the Dan James situation. I think it's a, it's a terrible move from Swansea just to say, yeah, we'll match this, but then we we say something back, but then they just don't say anything. And they, mm. and they just and they wait until 11 o'clock and they've got, what, how old is Dan James? Like 20, 21 years old? Mm, really and it, they've just got like a 20-year-old just, just sat there at Leeds United. He's had his pictures done. He's had his medical done. They're all... He's all ready to announce... But then they just don't reply, and what like just leads to Swansea. That's some of a drive, and you basically just <laughs> like I mean, driving to Leeds to do to to basically do a photo shoot and basic and just like do a medical. And, you, and I, you're I doing hope we didn't else. pay for the petrol. Yeah, hope we didn't pay for the petrol or the, the snacks at Weatherby, Weatherby Services. That's about, about reading. So what has come to fruition is that lad is really good at drama. Therefore, you would think that reading would be high up on his scale now because you've got to read loads for drama. And this feature came from his English teacher saying he doesn't read enough. So what did I do? I put the best book in front of him and said, read that, lad. And that is the Batty Autobiography. What fact have you got from that great book for us today? Well, the penalty that he missed in the World Cup, Mm. it says in here that he wasn't ashamed of himself from missing it. And he said to, well, Shearer before he took it, I'm just going to fire it down the middle. But then he ended up putting it to the right and the keeper got to it. And what do they say? Never change your mind. Kevin Phillips, Soccer AM, Saturday gone. If there's one thing I could tell young players, never change your mind. Batty about, about reading. All eyes on Borough. Let's go to lad shouts now. Uh, someone who has been awesome on social. And this, this, this is going to sound like an ad, but I promise you, Literally, this is a a lad to Leeds recommendation. There's no money changed hands. I just think, um, you know, we're a a fan podcast. So this is all about, you know, fans and the cool stuff out there for them. Big shout out to these guys, theterrystore.com. They are producing some absolutely epic Leeds United merch at the moment. And I'm talking your boa beanies. That just got tweeted out towards yesterday. These guys said, hey, check this out. You can see that on all, all the socials. They've got the most awesome Spygate beach towel you have ever seen. It looks mint. And on beach towels, they did this whole range based on the Fissile Hotel strip. And, you know, the goalkeeper strip, which I call the Mark Beanie strip, that is definitely getting purchased for our summer holidays. And the mugs. I mean, they, they do these mugs that you can personalise to yourself, but, like, you know, we've got this cool range that has Batty, Speed, all that on there. Honestly, go check them out. They're the, ter- ter- the terrystore.com. 
I know that sounds like an ad, but hey, we're all Leeds fans, so I need to get this stuff in front of you just so we can enhance our Leeds United lives. Uh, who else is out there, lad? On uh, lad shouts Twitter first at the Don Revy, at Legends of Leeds, at Meat Hop White, and at Kiko underscore. There's a lot of those. How many O's are in that? If anyone um, wants to check him out, one, two, three, eight, nine, ten, eleven, ten or eleven. Anyway, and uh, at Bite Your Legs at Spoon underscore Boots, at Debbie Fishman 08, and at Faxbrunny. On Instagram, Leeds underscore Casilla Fan Zone, at Leeds All Over, at Adam underscore Clayton 03 underscore LUFC, at Sam dot underscore dot Robinson, at Harrison dot Petit underscore, and at Ariane 16 underscore. Nice one. Thank you so much for all your support. Honestly, this last week... With the transfer news and the Norwich game, the socials have been off the hook massively. Loads of likes, loads of shares. That support is so important because it gets a podcast in front of people. Thank you so much from both Lad and I. That is absolutely awesome. So there you have it, another episode, a lot to talk about, a lot of emotion there. I'm really hoping that this was one of those podcasts that is a big cuddle. Um, I'd like to say I think the title of this podcast when I upload it will be We've Still Got This don't worry even if we really cock it up like we did against norwich we're still going to be in the playoffs guys don't forget all leads aren't we all leads aren't we bring on the borough bring on the borough i took my lad to leeds join the conversation on twitter follow on instagram at lad to leeds facebook Search Lad to Leeds.